Welcome back to Does the Shoe Fit? I'm the host, Taylor, and today we have Mariah here with us. Hi. Um, and we will be talking about Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, the documentary on Netflix, and just our thoughts about everything. It's pretty big right now, um, but we also are living in our Swifty era, so yes. here we go. <laughs> um, Big thing, I love Taylor Swift. Um, she, I think, yeah, a lot of us are Swifties here. Um, yeah. But I remember, I mean, it goes back. We're kind of in the same age group yeah. as her. I mean, we're a little bit younger, but mm -hmm. same generation. How old is she? I think she's 30-something. 30, 30, okay. 30, maybe 31. Yeah. I guess we're, we're not that obsessed we're with We're getting close to 30. <laughs> it's okay. We're in yeah. our late 20s. So. Yeah. I'm sure all the Swifty fans are like, how dare you not know yeah. her <laughs> exact age, her birthday. 30-something. <laughs> I think her birthday's in December, actually. December 13th, because it's close to mine. Mine's December 11th. So. Oh, okay. I see. Hopefully that... I didn't get that wrong. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, I'm a fan, but not an obsessed person. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know her birthday. I like her music. <laughs> yes. For some reason, I think that's her birthday. But maybe I'm, everyone is screaming at you. Saying, if I'm wrong, You're don't wrong. don't come for me. I know it is on a thirteenth, though. I think it's is that why she likes the number thirteen? I think. I think that plays part into of it. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but I remember growing up and like my first memory of Taylor Swift was on YouTube before there was like Spotify. Yeah. Um, YouTube putting on my makeup freshman year of high school and mm -hmm. listening to 15, mm -hmm. like, because I was also turning 15, but 15 came out when I was a little bit younger than that. Yeah. But I remember being like, when I'm 15, I have to listen to this song. It was like one year later. Right. Um, or one or two years later. Yeah. And just played that over and over again, or like You Belong With Me on yes. repeat while putting on my makeup, like yep. that whole, um, our song, I all have, of that. My memories are more like in the car on the way to school, mm -hmm. um, and I would listen to, you know, 15, what album is that, Speak Now, uh, uh, or Fearless? Is 15 Fearless? Oh, the fans are yelling at us now. <laughs> I, I think it's either Fearless or Speak Now. Um, I, I think, think it's Fearless. Okay. Those were the two that I feel like I listened to from my transition from middle school to high school. Yes. And those albums, I feel like, talk a lot about that age. Mm -hmm. um, and you can just really resonate with what she's saying. Like, in 15, like... She talks about you take a deep breath and you walk through the doors. It's so true. And it's like your first day of high school and you're like listening to this music. Like this girl really truly understands mm -hmm. what I'm about to go through. Right. Because um, she was going through it. I yeah. Mean, she was young when she started and I didn't really realize how young she was because I feel like at that time everyone just seemed so much older than you. Right. Like, oh, this girl who's singing and... Um, she must be in her 20s. I don't know why I thought that. She was, like, mm -hmm. maybe three years, mm -hmm. um, three or four years older than yeah. me. She was still a teenager. She was still a teenager. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that. It's funny how you think of celebrities, like, for some reason, they always feel so much older, like yes. you said. Yes. Um, but she truly was, you know, around our same age when she was writing all of that. And I also remember listening to... Um, Hey Steven was one of the songs. Uh-huh. I think it's on... That's... Fearless. I think that might be on her 
her Taylor Swift album. Oh, the first okay. one. Wait. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. It's either that or Fearless. People are gonna be screaming at us that <laughs> we, we don't our know research. what what albums are which songs. But mm-hmm. the song yep. "Hey Steven," I remember singing that like about a boy that I liked, and yep. you just have like certain memories. Yes. And times in your life and what you were going through and who you liked and yep. how you felt that those songs just bring you back to. Yes, Teardrops on My Guitar. And I know for a fact that one is in her debut album. Taylor Swift, yeah. <laughs> but that one is the same for me. Like, yeah. thinking about a crush I had yeah. or, like, some guy that never knew I existed. Right. But it was like, you'll never know. He's the reason. Oh, so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it almost felt like, to tie it into mental health a little bit, um, it almost felt like you were talking to a therapist when you yes. were like singing those words and mm-hmm. getting it out mm-hmm. in that way and getting expressing your emotions that way um because at that age you're like okay my parents don't want to hear me talk about this yep nobody understands like I'm just yep. in this age where I don't want to talk to anybody so what do you do put on Taylor Swift sing mm-hmm. it um and that is truly a coping mechanism yeah it is for emotions um funny you mentioned that because I so I think she also gives people like um inspiration to then write their own songs Mm -hmm. and because that's what she's doing right she is taking her real life stuff Mm -hmm. putting it into a song and that's how you process things like right external expression saying things out loud Mm -hmm. whether it's song or just in general Mm -hmm. is a huge way of processing yeah when I was a teenager, I used to do that myself. Uh-huh. I would write songs and sing them. You to- should have brought one of your songs. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been wrong, Taylor. <laughs> um, I want to hear one of your songs oh that you wrote. It's so embarrassing. How old were you? Um, I think I did this in middle and high school. Okay. Yeah, I did it for a long time. Um, okay. Just because I, I really liked singing. Like, I wasn't the best singer. I but to I sing too. Yeah. But I... It really helped me process, like, whether it was a friendship situation that was going on, whether it was, like, a crush or a boy or whatever it may have been. It really helped process those emotions. And it's, I mean, it is a, it's a therapy tool. I didn't know that at the time. I was just doing it. Right. Um, but I think, you know, Taylor Swift had that influence on me, too, because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if she can do these things and, like, write about her real life. Yeah. Um, I think I was kind of doing it before that time anyway but it still helped me feel like oh I can still do this we -hmm. teach people as therapists about how to cope with emotions and that's something that I feel like we go over all the time Mm -hmm. creative expression external expression using that energy to um write or do something creative is always you know therapeutic and especially if you're putting words to what you're feeling yes um I it helps. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she inspired you to do a coping tool. I know. And she didn't even know that. Yeah. I didn't even know that at the time. And, like, you probably didn't, yeah, you didn't even realize Mm-mm. that that was a coping skill or you probably were like, oh, I'm, I'm cool that I do this because. Taylor Swift does it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she even knows the impact that she may have had on people to use that as a tool. Right. It's funny because she, in the documentary, brings up the journal that she had at 13 mm-hmm. when she was, like, writing all these different songs in it. And I was like, I literally had one of those. 
You're like, um, we're the same person. I was like, we're the same. <laughs> um, be my friend. But she, I was like, yeah, like, I did that too. And I think it's yeah. super helpful for her to mention that because the younger generation, or even anybody, honestly, who's watching that can be like, oh, like, I can do that too. Yeah. Because um, sometimes it's hard to put into words words, like talking out loud about it. But for some reason, singing or trying to find, like, a more creative way of discussing how mm-hmm. you're feeling is a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot more fun. And yeah. you can do that on your own and not feel like you have to maybe, like, burden others. I think that was a big thing for me was I was always the therapist of the friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I liked, obviously, and now here I am, but I liked hearing everyone else's stuff, but I never felt like I could say as much about mine. And so to right. do that on my own was more creative in, like, writing songs about it yeah. um, rather than feeling like I had to talk about it. And at the time, therapy was not a big thing. Right, um, right. So I was not in therapy. So yeah. that was my own little thing. That makes sense. Yeah. And... I, I love to sing still, um, mostly in my car or karaoke. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not like a Taylor Swift by any means, but um, there's also a lot of research about how singing is therapeutic and mm. the vibrations that it sends through your body and that makes sense. correlating to your nervous system and helping um, relax that. So I think it's twofold, like the writing part yep. and then the actual singing yep. is also a coping tool yep um so she was teaching you therapy (laughs) skills I know look at that and she didn't even know and I feel like that's really cool too like with famous people in general but also Taylor Swift because she has nowadays too such a big backing like how influential she is yeah to strangers lives people she may never meet um right I mean that's huge and in the documentary she talks about um you can tell she does not take that lightly. Right, right. The following that she has and the influence that she has. Um, there's a part in the documentary where she's, like, contemplating taking a stand for something on social media, mm-hmm. um, more, like, in the political realm. And um, she was like, I have this following and this backing. I want people to know where I stand. Yeah. And that was super important to her. Right. Um, so I think if you watch that, it's called Miss Americana on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Um, she also speaks about, you know, her journey with, um, she was sexually assaulted. Um, and she's really open about her journey with that Mm -hmm. um which is super empowering yeah for anyone to watch it and be like you know if taylor swift can do this and like you know she does talk about how how hard it was to Mm -hmm. do that and like i think it's super empowering for other girls and like people who were um in a situation like that to then feel like they too can speak up about it Mm -hmm. um because it's such a lonely place to be and like for Taylor Swift to even mention, like, this girl is famous. She is, like, she has everything, but, like, for that to make her feel so alone, too, mm-hmm. um, I think really resonates with, like, the reality of life and people, like, who are just everyday people, too. Right, right. And she talks about, you know, um, how it was in the courtroom for her, and she... I think she sued this man for $1. Right, so it wasn't about money, which was was so smart on her part. Um, It was not about money. She 
talks about her journey sitting in that courtroom um, and just the feeling of, are they going to believe me? Mm -hmm. Um, We have evidence, like, still, are they going to believe me? And I think that so many people can resonate with that who have had that experience. Right. Um, And she really makes you feel less alone. Like you said, like she, someone who has everything. Right. But she still felt that emotion um, in that situation that so many people do feel. Right. Um, And she could have just sued him for even more millions. Mm -hmm. But she said... $1 is good. Right. And I think that's good. Like, it was smart of her to do that because I know the backlash would have been, oh, she just did that for money. Right. And I think she knew that, too. Right. Um, Which sucks. Like, that should not be Mm -hmm. the case if, like, you know, maybe she deserves that money because of what she went through. Yeah. But she knew that people wouldn't take her seriously Mm -hmm. if she would have actually sued for the money that maybe she deserved to have. Right. Which sucks but at the same time it probably wasn't about the money for her it was about the truth and being heard and feeling believed Mm -hmm. and I think that speaks to again like how seriously she takes her influence Mm -hmm. and what does she want people to remember about her and um think of her and she does talk about her journey with growing up in the spotlight and how sometimes the opinions of other people was all that she lived for and was worried about. Um, Strangers. Like, yeah, people people she had never met. And I think every single person on earth can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's amplified times 5,000 when you're in the spotlight. So just to grow up in that you know, space that she was in with everybody looking at her, Mm -hmm. I can imagine that was very, very hard. Yeah. Mentally. And it was nice the documentary reminded me of a lot of things that have happened in life, because this has been going on, like I said, I've known, like, since I was, like, 13 or something, like, this has been a long time. I forgot Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that had happened to her. Um, Right. I forgot she was, like, out of the spotlight for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Like, I just didn't think of it at the Mm -hmm. time. And I know it's after the whole Kanye West situation. Yeah. Um, And it makes a lot of sense. But honestly, Reputation is, like, one of my favorite albums. Yeah. So I'm not mad mad about (laughs) it because she made a really good album out of that. Yeah. Um, But I feel like it was good to watch this documentary and kind of be reminded of the things and the trials and tribulations that she had to go through at 19 or something crazy. She was young when that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I didn't realize how young she was because at the time I was like, oh, she must be like 27. (laughs) And I'm like, no, she's only like four years older than you, Taylor. Well, and I think maybe part of the reason why you assume that she might be older is because she's doing all these hard things. Yeah. And going through... Mm Mm-hmm. The, being in the spotlight and right um you know she was doing much harder things than I feel like we, we were, were. Mm-hmm. um at that time and when yeah. you have such a following you just kind of assume that that person has the maturity of yes someone older yes. but they they're only their age so yep. how could you expect that and it's also like I think looking from the outside in you see that as like an untouchable reality for yourself so people sit there and they say things about her and they like 
whatever, nitpick her apart or do all these things. It's like, mm-hmm. you do not know what it's like right. to be in the spotlight like that at that age. Like, you are a normal person who gets to walk outside your your house and not be overcrowded with right. a bajillion people. Um, like, you're not living that life that she is. And her goals and her motivations and her achievements are just a completely different level than the rest of us because it's like none of us are going to win any Grammys anytime soon or have to fight in order to be like even considered for something like that or you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a completely different realm and so it bothers me when normal I guess normal people but like people like that will say things when you just don't know what that's like right you've never had that experience right um and I think one of the scenes that I kind of process through in my head from the documentary was when she was just walking out of her house. Yes. Literally her house. Yeah, that's why I brought that up. And it was like a swarm of people. And in my head, I was like, oh, if I were famous, maybe I would um, stop. Talk and, to people. And say hi. Uh-huh. And get, give them autographs or give them something. Yep. And I'm like, how can I even sit here and say what I would do because I'm not in that position. And if that's every single day when you're leaving your house, yeah, you're going to have off days where you don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I mean, we have those days, I'm sure. Yeah. And we don't, you know, we don't have a swarm of people to deal with. Right. We just go home. Mm -hmm. I almost, yeah. I feel like the first time maybe that it happens, it's, maybe cool like wow I'm this famous enough to have all these people outside my door like maybe you do go sign autographs or take pictures at that point but if it's every day every time you like that takes up time yeah like and I know people like want to do that or fans want them to do that but at the same time you have to think about like they're also trying to live their life um right they're not it's interesting they're almost in like the service industry in a weird way yeah they become serving strangers mm-hmm. um, and living their life for strangers, which she brings up, yeah, like, in the documentary. And she talks about her growth as a person and how she started, you know, mostly in country music. And mm-hmm. then as she grew up, her she did the music thing. kind of changed. Yep. Um, and that worked for her, but people yeah. still had opinions about... Mm-mm. Oh, you're you're changing and you're you're not what you used to be and people will say like I like your older music. Okay, well this is her life. Right. If you think about us, you know, as as humans, we grow and change. I'm yeah. not the same person I was when I was 13. Right. Like I have different interests. I'm right. different. Mm-hmm. And she continued on her journey and she right. had those changes and some people didn't like them. But at the same time, we aren't all growing up. If I was in the spotlight from 13 until now, yeah. people would be like, oh, you're completely different. Yeah. I am. So is everybody else. You're supposed <laughs> to be. Right. So um, I think people, like you said, that that reality is so far mm-hmm. from them. Yep. And then they, they forge their own opinions, and it's like, you have no idea. Right what it's like. But I think her changing was the smartest thing for her to do. One, it's relatable. Like you said, we all grow up. Mm -hmm. Two, that keeps her music 
in the now. She's not someone who's like, oh, if she kept doing the same thing, then maybe it would have people would have grown out of it. Mm-hmm. But instead of growing out of her, we grew up with her, right? Um, and continued to. And so, like, especially our generation, in the same time, having the same situations happen to us, like when. Um, the Speak Now album came out, or when Red came out, we all mm-hmm. probably experienced breakups that we weren't very fond of, yep. um, or boys treating us not the right way, and it just, like, really resonates with us growing up, too. Um, so I like her change, and I know in the documentary she mentioned, like, she felt like she had to, because, and she says the difference between male artists and female artists, or, like, female artists have to keep up this, like, a new thing to stay in the spotlight, which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um but I do think in a way that helps people stay related to her as well. Right. Um, and I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, I don't. I obviously have my favorite albums versus my, like, I didn't resonate as much with these albums. I think everyone does. But that doesn't right. make her any less of a good artist to right. me. I just think there are albums I really liked and there's albums that maybe in that time period didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. But um, I know it resonated with a lot of other people. Right. So, yeah. It still works. She did something right. Yeah. Because she's, mm-hmm. her era's tour is. I wish I could have gone. Completely sold out. Like, rude. <laughs> she's, I think, one of the highest earning female artists. Female artists. Or on, even artists. On even the maybe. planet. <laughs> so yeah. she did something right. Yeah. And she talks about, too, to your point about feeling like she had to change. She had that part where she felt like she had to stay new and relevant, and she talks about how she's scared of, you know, becoming irrelevant, or she said, I think around age 35, um, female artists tend to, like, fall off, and Mm -hmm. and she um, didn't want that to happen, but at the same time, you have the people that are saying, oh, you're not country anymore. She hasn't been country for a long time. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) She talks about how she was living for the opinions of others. Right. You can't win. No, you can't win. There will always be a hater. Yeah. Unfortunately. I thought it was really cool to see her journey. Like, I used to only live for the approval of strangers. Mm -hmm. And that was what I based my worth and my value on, which I think we can all resonate with at some point in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then by the end of the documentary, she's to the point where... She's more like, I'm confident in who I am. Yep. I've accepted that there will be people who don't agree or don't like me, and that's fine. Right. And she was okay with that. Right. Um, And I can imagine, you know, in the beginning when it was just people's opinions that she um, cared about, like, that creates a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, well, she... I mean, yeah, she also struggled with the eating disorder during all of that um, because she was so focused on what people were saying about how she looked or how she was even thinking about how she looked. And um, I think it's important to talk about that stuff because that's such a mental health Mm -hmm. crisis. As girls, too, like, we just pick ourselves apart. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure there's an evolution. I know there's an evolutionary reason why. Um, Mm -hmm. But it sucks because, like, we shouldn't have to do that. Right. Um, And another thing that she... Or you mentioned about um, her at the end of the documentary finally being who for her, living for her, was where her Lover album debuted about. So, like, Lover On, I think you definitely can see the difference in yeah. her albums being about 
her and what she wanted versus what she felt the public wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know that I watched this maybe TikTok or Instagram reel or something about her Midnight's, I believe it was the Midnight's album. Um, Oh, yes, it was because she wanted Antihero to come out as a single and Mm -hmm. like the her producers or someone in her vicinity disagreed with her and thought that it wouldn't be a good single and it like rose to the top and she won as something for that Mm. um and in her speech she was like you know like I this song was for me and like I put it out as a single for me and you like the fans just proved like that these choices I'm making like for me actually work and feel good and it wasn't like someone told me I had to do this. Right. And, like, like, she actually fought for it to be what she wanted. Right. Yeah. Someone telling her, like, this will be what they like. Right. She's like, no. No, no, no. I'm doing this for me. Right. And this is the one I want to come out first. Right. And, like, people loved it. Yeah. That's, like, probably, that is one of my favorite songs on that album, yeah, too. Yeah, I do. I like that one, too. Yeah. Um, I think to your point about, like, the eating disorder and the opinions of others... I think for her that's magnified times 5,000, like I said, because we as females, when we look in the mirror, we already pick ourselves apart. Then you have um, people taking pictures of you when you don't know. Uh, Right. You're on the cover cover of a magazine Mm -hmm. and someone else's opinion, like Taylor Swift looks skinny or whatever. And you have all these other people's opinions that are getting forced on you as well. Just like, oh, do this song, put this one out. They'll love that. Right. Okay, at what point do you get to make your own decisions and form your own opinion opinion of yourself or what's best? Right, when it's her doing these things. Right, right. Yeah. I can imagine that that's super overwhelming and Mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. Um, I think when you think of famous people, it can be easy to say, like, oh, they're rich and famous, they have everything that they'll ever want. I can imagine it sometimes is lonely. Oh, for sure. Um, Which is why she wanted her and Joe's relationship to be outside the spotlight, probably, because she kept getting L's <laughs> along the way yeah. with all these other relationships and everyone, like, being up in her business. Um, and I guess that didn't end up working out either, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's at least she got to keep something for herself and be happy with that. Um, Mm -hmm. instead of having to be in the limelight all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like a weird, this is actually funny, Jack and I were talking about this when we were watching the documentary. I was like, it's almost a trade-off, like fame for love, like for her, because it's, she's chasing fame, but she also wants love, and she mentioned like that she would like to have somebody, I guess, like at the time of the documentary. I don't know if her thoughts have changed, but like it almost feels like it is a trade-off in her life. Like, you got you pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, as she chases the fame, she's not getting the love that she probably deserves. Yeah. It's pretty wild. And imagine being on tour, traveling all the time. Like, I know my boyfriend and I, like, he has a job or he has to travel some. It's hard. Yeah. And so if that's your job 24-7 is right. traveling. You're traveling a whole year. Yeah. And... I think being famous comes with a lot more challenges than people Mm -hmm. realize. Because it's idolized. Yeah. And I feel like it's a sacrifice of a lot of things. So, 
It is for sure. Yeah. Um, and just her music and her influence that she has, you know, at what point do you say, okay, I'm, I'm done going on tour. Right. Or I'm done creating albums. Like, right. I wonder if there will ever be a day where she's done. Right. I don't know. Yeah. If you've lived for something like this this long, it would be hard. Yeah. What would you even do? Right. Um, I think she kind of touches on that, too. Just, like, I mean, she's getting, she's in her 30s now, and it's, like, she's done this for a very long time, and that's, mm-hmm. like, who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope, I see her staying yeah. in the spotlight because I her fans so. are so intense. Yeah. <laughs> and... You know, my one wish is to go to the Eras tour. Still mad about it, but it's yep. okay. Um, even, like, I have a younger sister who's 13. Like, she's not our age, and she didn't grow up with Taylor Swift like we did, per se. Mm-hmm. But she's still such a huge fan. So yep. the fact that she has the ability to span across even right. um, so many age groups still yep. is... Oh, just yeah. crazy. Her fan base is crazy. And, like, there's also a funny video where, like, there was a person saying, like, Taylor Swift, like, your fans are wild. You could get them to do anything. Like, can you get them to drop the price of eggs or whatever? And she was like, I don't, like, probably, like, they're, <laughs> they'll do what you ever I say or, like, whatever they want kind of a thing. And, like, apparently the egg price dropped. Oh, okay. <laughs> According to the video. So, I don't know how true it was. But they were, like, saying um, how Taylor Swift's fans are, like, so incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, And I know they weren't always like that, but they are now. Mm -hmm. So. And I think that, I can't think of any other singer who has that. Like, I truly can't. No, I can't either. Maybe Justin Bieber when he was. Keyword was. In his prime. Uh Uh-huh. But. I, like, right now, today, right? I can't think of any other singer that has such a powerful fan base. Fan base, and I, I think part of it is because of how um, relatable and how real she seems. Yep. Um, like, I've seen videos of the Eras tour, never been, <laughs> um, where she's, like, just talking so casually to fans, like, it's... Like, they're her friends. Yep. And she owns, like, we've grown up together. Right. She makes you feel like you're a part of her journey. Right. And I can't really think of any other artists who do that. Yeah. I know. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like her her songs are just also so emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just... Like, her writing is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, her lyrics really speak to you. They're mm-hmm. they're so creative mm-hmm. um, and just so real. Yeah. That if she keeps doing that, I think she'll keep staying in the spotlight. Yeah. Like, it's like you have all these emotions in your head and you don't even know how to say them. Like, if you're going through a breakup or whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And then you hear the Taylor Swift song, and you're like, yep, that's... That's it. That's how I feel. Yep. And she puts it so beautifully into a a lyric. Yep. Um, and so I think, you know, she's just super, super talented. Yeah. Um, with writing music. Yeah. 
more I than agree. anything. I also love that her and Taylor Lautner are, like, friends. That yeah. makes me so happy. Because <laughs> I feel like that I loved them together, and obviously it didn't work out. But, like, I love them being friends, too. Yeah. And that Taylor Lautner also married to Taylor. And, like, honestly, where was I in this pool of Taylors? Yeah. <laughs> You're a Taylor, too. I know. I was like, this is rude. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, he, and she's, like, a normal person, which also is like, man. Taylor Lautner's wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, like, a nurse. She was a normal person okay. they met through his sister. Anyway. <laughs> I know a lot about this. Um, I saw this really funny video of Taylor Lautner praying for John Mayer when Speak Now was getting re-released. Oh, my Because gosh. he knows that, like, his song is literally an apology song. Yeah. Um, whereas John Mayer gets, like, not an apology song. Yeah. Um, but I also watched another video. I watch a lot of Taylor Swift videos. Um, <laughs> on her growth as a singer with specifically um, the Dear John song. Where when it first came out when she was 19, her singing on concert, it was very, like, I don't want to say mean in a bad way, but, like, it was very much emotionally charged and, like, her facial expressions were very, like, F you kind of a thing. Yeah. But now when she's singing it on her heiress tour, she's, like, smiling. Like, you can just tell that she has grown from those experiences Mm. and she's, like, able to let go, but, like, people still love those songs, so she's obviously still going to sing Right, right. Um... But, and I love that in her, the new song that Taylor Lautner is in the music video. Did you know that? No. Oh which, my god, it was great. Which song? Yes, um, it's something, it's one of her vault songs. Oh, it's, okay. One of the ones she just released. Yes. Okay. Um, and she's literally in a vault. Why can't I think, the fans are screaming at me <laughs> right now. I do not know what song it was. Oh wait, it was called, um. It's, like, a long title, I feel. Okay. I feel like there's a little... I'll look it up. (laughs) Um, Well, I don't even know the music video, so they're really... Oh, man, I wish I didn't tell you because I should have had you watch this and been like, oh, watch this after this podcast to see your reaction. I'm also... Because when I heard... I just heard, like, oh, this is the best video since um, her Look What You Made Me Do video or whatever Mm -hmm. it was that everyone else loved. Um, And I was like... I wonder why, and I watched it, because I didn't know either, I watched the video, and my jaw literally dropped, I was like, Taylor Lautner says this, oh my gosh, Uh, and then uh, Joey King is also in it, and they're like friends, Okay. so, but yeah, it was really funny, I was like, wow. I feel like she has a really good friend group for... She does, or at least I hope she does. I don't know, I guess I just pay attention to it more, but, like, she has, like, Blake Lively, mm-hmm. and um, all those models that she's friends with, and I saw... Selena Gomez. Yes. And I saw a picture the other day where it's, like, um, she, I guess, broken up with Joe, and, like, was just hanging out with her girlfriends, like, in New York. Love that. And it's, like, you don't... I guess maybe I don't pay attention, but I don't see other celebrities doing that like just right. hanging out like let's have a girl's day right um let's try to be normal I want to yeah. go out with my girlfriends right you know um so that was cool to see but yes I do want to see that video I can't I'm trying to rack my brain as to what it's called <laughs> people are screaming at me um it's definitely like something about getting out or something I don't know okay I can't even remember oh it's gonna kill something me. from the vault okay it's something from the vault it might even be called something like that I don't know. okay we'll find it okay. yeah it's pretty embarrassing that I can't <laughs> I think this is actually the the song about 
oh, I could be getting this mixed up, but there's another Vault song that came out with Speak Now, and there's a lyric about, like, going up against the wall in, like, a sexual way. Oh, <laughs> I don't know that one. I, this is, I think it's the same song, and I still can't think of the title of it. We'll find it. To be fair, it's new, so What's I haven't had all the time favorite in the world. Taylor Swift song right now? Ooh. That's hard. Song. I could do maybe album. Wait, I don't even know about that because I love a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't know. What's yours? Um, I love singing All Too Well, the 10-minute version. The 10-minute version? <laughs> um, I like the original version. Okay. That's okay. I, you know what? It's funny because in that album, that was not my favorite song in that album. I Almost Do was my favorite song okay. in that album. That's a good one. That's the one I always really liked, but clearly Taylor disagreed with me. <laughs> I do really love um, Folklore and Evermore. Oh, those I are the two those. I do not like. Really? Those are the two albums that are just... So this is why. I, I was happy in a relationship when those albums came out. Okay. And those albums are definitely in your depression era, and I was not yeah, in my depression era. a little bit. Yeah. So I just didn't vibe with it. Okay. Um, I also don't love indie okay. music, and it was definitely more on the indie yes. side. It's just not my thing. I liked Midnight's, though. Yeah. Um, a lot. And I liked Midnight Rain. Mm-hmm. I think it's called it's Midnight a good Rain. good one. Yes. Um... I liked a, a good amount on Midnight's. Okay, um, yeah. So I liked that album. I hope more like that comes back. I like her more poppy stuff. I liked Speak Now. I liked Red was my favorite album for a really long I time. I like Red. Yeah. I like Reputation. I remember the day that I got Red. <laughs> and it was like all the hype. Uh-huh. I was in high school. Yep. Probably ninth or 10th grade. Um, I got the CD. I got yes. the CD. I don't know if Spotify wasn't... I think it was new back then. Okay. I think when Red came out... Because I remember having Red on iTunes music. Like Apple Music or iTunes. Yeah. I guess it's different now, isn't it? Yeah, um, Apple Music. Well, it was iTunes back then. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having it on iTunes. So... And I know CDs were still a thing back then. Yeah. I remember going to Target with my friends and being like oh, we have to get it. it. And then getting it and, like, something about holding it. Yes. I was like, this is it. This is red. Like, I don't know. I think that's the last CD I can really remember. Mine was Speak Now. Holding. Speak Now (laughs) was the last CD. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least from her. But I remember, oh, do you remember this too? The cover of the CDs would have, like, tidbits on, like, who the songs were about in Speak Now. Because, like, the T would be capital, like, in back to December, like, there were cap- something about, like, it was Taylor, it said Taylor in it or something, yes. and, like, so you knew that was about she Taylor. She put little clues. Yeah, she put little clues in those covers of the CDs, mm-hmm. and, like, and they had all the lyrics mm-hmm. in them with all the songs back then in the day. <laughs> so you Like, could- you, those are the little things that she did that made you feel like... You were her friend. Yes. And it was smart, too, because it made you want to buy the CD. Yeah. So you could get that tidbit. Yeah. What yeah. other artist did that? I Nobody. don't know. No. Um, but, yeah, I loved having physically holding the red CD. Yep. Um, and now CDs are not a not thing. Not a thing. That's just... No. I remember so having funny. to burn the CD onto iTunes. 
Oh, yeah. yeah like, when you have when you had to used to burn them. Yep. 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 Or like then you would take songs from iTunes and burn them on a CD so you could listen to them on your CD player yes. or something like that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so old. You would make a playlist and then burn it. Yep. 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 Crazy. And now those aren't like no. I don't I don't even own one single CD mm. right now. Oh, this also reminded me when we were talking about different songs. The Speak Now album just came re-released. Yes. I did go to like a Taylor Swift bar night for that. Um super fun, but I it made me think of all these songs because I grew up with it, right? Each song brings me back to a time. We mentioned that before. Well, let me tell you about Enchanted because... Oh, I love that one. I love this one. I also love Haunted. Mm-hmm. I feel like these are... Enchanted's definitely popular, but I feel like Haunted was something that, like, not a lot of people liked at the time. That makes sense because you like scary things. Yes. So probably when you saw <laughs> that title... I was like, ooh! You're like, yes, this is my song that I love. And I thought about... One of my friends and I had, like, a Rocky friendship we're best friends now but like at the time haunted made me think of her because we and I don't know if it's about a friendship or if it's about a boy I don't even know but to me it was about a friendship um and so that had that connection to it but with um uh enchanted so when I was a sophomore in high school it was the summer going into sophomore year I believe we went on a trip to the Florida Keys And there was this, we went scuba diving in the Florida Keys, and the scuba diver instructor dude was probably, like, in his 20s at the time. And I'm 16, hard crushing on this very attractive (laughs) surfer boy (laughs) on this scuba diving trip. He's in his (laughs) mid-20s, and you're 16. I'm, like, 16. (laughs) And I, um... I got seasick, not, like, scuba diving was fine once you got under the water, but, like, when you would dock, not dock, but when you would stop the boat to then get off the boat into the water to go down, I got motion, I get motion sickness. So I got really bad motion sickness during that, so the first dive I was able to do, but after that, I just got really sick and I couldn't do the second dive. And he mentioned I had to, like, lay on the boat or something, which probably was making it worse. But I literally was like, I think I'm going to throw up. Like, I just need to, like, not do this. But he said something, like, that was cute. And I died inside. I was like, like, oh, my God. He likes me. I was like, wow. And so that song came. I don't know if it was, like, out around that time or I was listening to it around that time. But every time I listened to that song, I thought of that. Yeah. And I still know his name. Yeah. Which is crazy. The songs, like, take you back to a very specific yep. moment. And I still think of it. Like, because yeah. I was super enchanted to meet him. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Did you tell him you were enchanted? No. I was, like, a shy child. I was not... I had no extroversion. I, it came out later, but like, I did not want to say anything to him. Also, I was sixteen. He was definitely in his twenties. Yeah, but he was. You're so like, cute. I've got no shot, but I am gonna sing a Taylor Swift song about, about you. you. <laughs> By the way, when I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna sing a Taylor Swift song about you later. Um, so funny. Yeah, no, but I just like love that, and I love that it brings me back because she's probably one of. I mean, yes, there's been a lot of artists that I can do the same thing with. But there's just something about her music that mm-hmm. really does bring that out yeah. in me, and I think for a lot of people, too. It takes you to a very specific moment. Yes. And that's so cool. I know. Like, music is so powerful. That is so true. Um, 
I just love it. I, I love, love music. Too. Me too. Um, one last thing before we end. Uh, when we were watching the documentary, they show Abigail. I was like, oh, that's Abigail! The friend? Yeah. Don't remember that part. She was, like, having dinner with her. Oh, yes. I did. And it said remember. Abigail, and I was like, that's from the song 15. Yes. <laughs> yes. She uses people from her real life. I know. I was like, wow, does Abigail... I guess maybe she gave her permission or something. Yeah. But... If I was Abigail, I'd be like, can you give me some money? Yeah, if I was Abigail, I'd be like, put me in the spotlight more. I would love to be famous. Or, like, can I work for you? Yeah. Like, that'd be cool. But I I could see maybe she sees the negative sides of that. Yeah. And so she probably doesn't want to do that I'd love to be famous as well. I think I could do it. I feel like I say that a lot, but, like, a lot of my coworkers disagree. They don't want to be famous. I would love to be famous. I would love it. Mm Mm-hmm. As we sit here and talk about the trials like and Like, how hard it is, but... I think I'd, I'd do well. Like, your job every day is going on stage and singing songs that you wrote and, like, yes. being fun and yeah. chilling with people. Like, yeah. I would love that. I would love that. Like, yeah. I think I would take all the bad that came with it. Oh, I would, too. Like, it would be hard, but... I would, for sure. Yeah. And I also, like... When I was a kid, my, like, if I could do anything I wanted to be, like, it would have been a famous singer. Mm-hmm. I said that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. though, if I had the voice for it, if I magically was given something that would be given whatever job I wanted, it would be famous singer. Yep. Yeah. Because acting is hard. Mm-hmm. But I feel like being a famous singer, then you still can, like, know actors, and that would be wild, too. Like, yeah. I love that. Like, any kind of famous person I meet, I, like, cry. And then it, I saw that in the documentary, and I was like, wow, it's real embarrassing, but, like, I've done that before. <laughs> You're like, that has been me. That has been me. So sorry for all those famous people who had to witness my tears, but I couldn't it's help okay. it. It's okay. It's okay. I was almost like, I want to be in the I same I want to be you. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, does the shoe fit with Taylor Swift? I say yes. Her music fits Mm -hmm. the narrative a lot. It fits a lot of people a lot. Mm -hmm. It fits a range of people a lot. It touches on mental health. Yeah. um, Which is awesome. It's therapeutic. Yep. Um, As you can tell, we love her. Um, Taylor Swift, if you ever listen to this, (laughs) come visit us. Yes, seriously. (laughs) In Charlotte, North Carolina. How crazy would that be? (laughs) Um... Hopefully this reaches you one day, and we love you. Yeah, we do. I'm sorry that we're not obsessed with you, though. Maybe that'll help you come here, actually, because we're not that crazy. (laughs) We're not crazy. We don't really know your birthday. (laughs) We don't really know some of these song titles, but we still love you. I think it's December 13th. We'll look it up. And I still can't remember that song that Taylor Lautner is in, and I'm going to show you after this, and it's going to murder me. So I'm going to be like, so sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, thank you for listening, and um, we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.